you want to know the exact planning strategy that Tuan used to go from zero to 500k in one short year and achieve 90% of his goal as well as how to live an integrated life and not compromise with family. Check this out. This is so exciting. You're going to love it. So the big question is this. How do men like us that not accept status quo or only showing up with a paycheck and then checking out from our families, but are brave enough to create fulfillment and success as husbands, dads and entrepreneurs? How do we get it all together without feeling overwhelmed or stuck in the compromise of never being enough while putting family first and creating successful businesses? My name is Matthias Fyrön and welcome to the Dadpreneur Revolution. Join me along as I learn from the best, apply and share how I take ownership of the most important areas of life and a family. Okay, uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. Tuan is joining us live on the Dadpreneur Revolution podcast. This is day two. And what we're doing here on day two is we, it's a special concept of thrive in crisis. That's a special theme. And Tuan has so much to share about business, about family. This kind of man that is like very, very dedicated to life. And I love that, you know, making the best of what he has. The bio is huge. So check that out later. It's all from, you know, the business experience and the speaking gigs and TEDx stages and, you know, all of these things. Thank you so much, Chan, for being here. Thank How you, are you so doing? much for having me here. It's great. I'm super excited, bro. <laughs> Beautiful. So tell me, let's start like where we're at now. So we're in, you know, a couple of weeks into this crisis of COVID on, on this, on this, uh, this virus. How is this affecting you? What challenges do you experience and how do you handle that? Uh, I mean, uh, it's obviously the biggest thing is having the kids at home. And so that's uh, that's the challenge for me. And business-wise, uh, you know, I, I run a couple different businesses. And uh, one of my businesses that serves dentists, uh, that's like basically changed completely. So I don't know if everyone can relate, but, you know, I used to have um, probably about uh, maybe nine dental groups, which totals about half a million dollars in revenue. And uh, and now the nine dental groups have completely canceled uh, every all the work, uh, right. at least the in-person work, right? So I do both online, I do lead generation, and I do uh, leadership type coaching in a way. I don't call myself a coach. Uh, I rather call myself a coach consultant because I'll tell people what to do, <laughs> right? Uh, so um, so, but I got hit pretty hard on the dental side for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But the good thing is I I did uh, I did prepare myself for this not because of, of COVID nineteen. But I knew that online, which I'm an online guy anyways, I knew that more had to go online. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm re-offering a new service to them, which they're all in uh, for the online version of what we do. Uh, and I'm not, I, I used to work with the whole clinic, but I'm not only working with the dentist and the clinic managers now. So uh, business-wise, it's, I had to pivot for sure. And, um, and so I can share a bit about that pivot later on. Uh, Family-wise, it's been, of course, fun. I kind of homeschool my kids anyway, so uh, it's been nice to support a lot of fathers on how I set up a homeschool program. And uh, and so that way you can still have some freedom, uh, but still be uh, participative and a big contributor of their learning experience, right? So um, that's how it's been so far. It's, it has been easy, that's for sure. It has been easy. If I'm telling you, it's a walk in the park. That's a total bullshit lie. Um, mm-hmm. But um, one of my favorite hockey plays is Wayne Gretzky. And uh, he said, uh, you got to be where the puck's going to be. And so constantly I, I have conversations with my fathers and my friends and, yeah. and we, all, we all talk about where the puck's going to be. And so we're trying to position ourselves right now on being where the puck's going to be. Beautiful. And uh, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a huge hit what you're talking about. And for the dentists, obviously, I can imagine like an even bigger hit. They can actually not doing their the jobs anymore. People don't want to go to dentists. They cancel their bookings. So how do you see it? Like, because some people are in the, you're a lot in the online space, but like 50-50. And some are really in that kind of brick and mortar space. What are your thoughts on how people that have a, a very like local business model, how can they move ahead to kind of, pivot their businesses into something that's working without neglecting the assets and the skill sets they built up. Do you have an input on that? Right, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, let's 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 be real here. This is a global pandemic like like we haven't seen before. So it's, you know, I remember the two, 2008 crash that that was a big crash financially, but no businesses were forced to shut down, right? So my wife owns a restaurant, so it's a brick businesses that are close to so what do i recommend for individuals first 
is to understand and 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 um, and recognize that we're all going through this together. That's one, and uh, it's not going to be easy. So I always, you know, I recommend. And I've been helping people find different funding options just for financial stability, right? But now let's talk about meeting where the puck's going to be, right? Depending on the brick and mortar business, I'll have to say something local. It's it's really a case by case basis. If you own a restaurant in the food industry, that is still considered an essential. And so, you know, we've set up a lot of partnerships within the local area to do delivery. And so our revenue has gone up from literally $100 a day to now we're about 1200 a day. And I think by the time next week ends after kind of like reaching out to all the restaurants and all the people who do delivery and limousine service and all that stuff, we really got creative locally and we figure out different ways to uh, to get our restaurant business going. The other thing is because Skip the Dishes and Just Eats takes about 20 to 30 percent, you know, we were able to bring it down to like five to five percent, even as low as three percent. Right. And and we everyone just really wants to help out. You know, and that's the big thing. Right. If you're in like other industries and markets and, and if anyone who's if anyone's watching, give me an example of your type of business. Uh, you know, I, I can probably uh, provide some example, but the underlying thing is we all have a skill. We all have a skill that's transferable as an entrepreneur. We tend to look down on ourselves often as an entrepreneur because, you know, we just go through so much crap. And when things hit us this hard, we get pretty depressed about it. Uh, but the truth is, you know, we are really the champions of, of the world. You know, we keep the economy going while people, no discount to them, they're in their jobs. They have a way of thinking but we have a very powerful way of thinking. And I think you need to honor that mindset uh, and then and then figure out you where your, your skills can be transferred to. So let's talk about that. You know, I helped a buddy of mine and, and you know, he owns a, a, an escape room business, right? So all these escape rooms, he's got like, you know, 15 of them, like it's like multi-million dollar business, but guess what? They all shut down, right? But then he thought about it and, and what we realized that his, his uh, his strength is creating a corporate culture. Uh, that's his strength, right? And uh, we asked him. We asked him, where do we think the puck's going to go? And in my opinion, the puck's going to go to a very, very different place. The new norm will be very different. The new norm will be people being as self-sustaining as possible. The new norm will be people going to work and having a different vibe at work, uh, interacting a little bit more online, being a bit more safe, secure, clean. Uh, you know, AI, uh, you know, all these little things are going to impact where the corporate culture is going. And where Billy felt was awesome was that because he's so good with corporate culture, when people come back to work, it's going to be pretty tough. Right. And so Billy's right now repositioning his expertise and not necessarily becoming a coach because that's not what he wants to do. He's an entrepreneur who likes to open these brick and mortar businesses, but he's going to actually lend his, his experience to companies right now that he feels are important to him. He loves software. He loves all these things. Even though he's not a software person, he loves using technology. And so he's reaching out to technology companies and saying, hey, you know, I'm uh, I'm not offering this for money yet, um, but I built a company. I have like two, 300 staff. My corporate culture is great. I want to share some of my greatest strategies with you. So that way, when you get back on the horse, uh, these are some strategies you can use. And so now he's putting out this content and it's only been four days. And already he's being these startups, people with with cash are starting to reach out to him and, you know, their companies are they're still running. And um, and now they're they're willing to invest in an in initial, you know, consultation with him to help him to help them set the communication strategy, set the corporate culture strategy. So that way, when people start getting rehired, you know, they know exactly what to do, how to motivate them, how to listen to them, how to set up the company so that everyone feels they can love their workplace again. Right. So, again, That's just underlying is like you all have a skill set. Your mindset is incredible. It's just really thinking about identifying those skill sets and then identifying some of the changes and opportunities in the market that you can transfer those skills to and then produce content. Just produce it, even though you don't know if it's going to work, is produce it and share it with people. Even if it's a close friend or a, or a friend of a friend or if you actually cold say, hey, here's something I thought it would work for you. It's great. This is going to work for you. I ran like a pizzeria or I ran a beauty shop, a spa. You know, uh, I sell glasses. Right. It could be anything. Hat store. Right. But mm -hmm. this, this is what I learned running these businesses. And I just want to share with you some of my greatest anecdotes. And hopefully that can help you guys. 
I love that. And I think it's so important to change the perspective. Like the question is like you spoke about rehires. So I think the situation looks different all around the world, but it also comes to, I had a conversation with a client today that works in this, in this area with the question of how can we support businesses to establish a good culture already today in the way they communicate during crisis. Like some, mm-hmm. some people are letting people go. It's like, you are the bottom. We don't really need you. We don't really value it and kick them out. And what the next level then learns is that they will soon go also. Mm-hmm. And there are some other companies that says this, you know, we all, let's all pay the price a little bit. Right. And, exactly. and find, f- find distribution of ownership of leadership and carrying the pain. No one knows how long it's going to go for, but how can we create such culture from the beginning? And I think it's, it's such a huge gap today. Like we, people go into panic and nothing good happens ever out of panic, right? Yeah. It, of course, if someone is shooting at you, you need to run, but those cases yeah, yeah. are very rare anyway in the yeah, West. Yeah. We're, we're blessed with that. So, totally. But so if that's not the case, how can we stay grounded, stay focused, stay, stay clear on the questions and on the mission and actually deliver big value? So, yeah, thank you. That's great. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, another thing is try to stay off the Internet. Try to not just I, I, I look up on the COVID stuff once a day and yeah. uh, my wife can tell you this. You know, I I wait. She would come home. She was, did you hear? Did you hear? I'm like, nope, not yet. It's not the time where I check my COVID-19 <laughs> stats. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's pretty simple. I got to isolate myself and I just got to stay focused. Right. Be there for my kids. And so I don't need to listen to the updates and how many new deaths and how many new cases at the end of the day, these results is for the government to respond to. My job is to say, how can I respond best for myself, for my family, for my community? And watching the news is not going to help. Once a day is really all you need, unless like a bomb's coming into your city. That's a different story, right? But, you know, I mean, really, there's are reporting on cases. They're telling us where it's being caught. And at the end of the day, they're going to say the same thing. Stay home, you know, you know, don't go out, don't interact people, keep your distance. It's the same thing every day. So, all right, I got it. I now got to focus on how do I respond and and support the people that matter to me, right? And for some of you out there, like I've seen some amazing things in terms of businesses. Like there's there is a group of people who run like just a regular brick and mortar business, and it's not a restaurant, it's not essential, so they had to close. So instead, they came together and they all have cars. And guess what? They came, they reached out to our restaurant. They said, "Hey, we are we are employees of this brick and mortar down the street from you." And uh, we're going to all do delivery instead. And this is how we charge. It's going to be way less than just eat and skip the dishes. And so would you like that? We're going to deliver within this area only because we live in the area. Right. So that's really cool. Right. And you have these guys on bikes, too. And they're like, can we deliver on bikes? Right. So they are employees of these stores and owners, too. And they just want to just keep the business going. They know that if our they help our business survive, when things come back, we will return the favor and help them. Yeah which is reciprocity, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just stay off the news. We know what they're going to say. And you guys are incredible people, dadpreneurs, like uh, just being there for your family and, uh, and focus, just like really connect with, with, uh, you know, shows like this and, and content that move you forward rather than content that makes you fearful and puts you in a mind frame where it's really not going to do anything. Right? It really isn't. Yeah, so I think it's important to recognize like where, what is the amount of information I need to make a decision, but then decisions, when we make decisions, we don't need to reevaluate them unless we get very new kind of information and we can actually plan for the kind of information when we will reevaluate. Otherwise, exactly. making a new decision takes so much time, so much energy, so much effort that we kind of get burned out of that. It's like, this is how me and my family are going to relate. This is how my business relates. If this information comes, I will make a new decision until then. Uh, you know, as you said, I read the news once a day, that's it. And then I stay focused, stay on point what I'm about to do. Right. There, yeah. So there is a, a, what, what is happening in society is that we move, you know, we, we speak about say, self-actualization and the global world and online world gave such an opportunity for people to live on their passion, do what they really care about, serve a super small niche market and, you know, make a living and make a thriving living on that even. And now we, we're changing with the, the fear into, like, let's focus on safety. Like, people are bunkering up on these things in food stores and toilet rolls and whatnot, what right? And that is because we want to want to be safe as families. And then your message, what, what you spoke, like, I want to share about speaking about awesomeness. And that's kind of on the self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and 
to, to kind of close that loop and before I open it for you is what we also see is this huge amount of bursts of creativity that people are, are kind of stuck in their homes. But actually these ideas, I see a lot of people that have been with people for a long time and not in, don't have any better things to do. They don't have any excuses anymore to not do it. So they start sharing it. And it's so, so amazing, so beautiful to see. So yeah, how do you see, you. how can we tap into our awesomeness in these times? So, um, uh, I'm going to bring homeschooling as it. So some people homeschool, not sure everyone here homeschools. Um, you know, we, we do a hybrid, our kids school and homeschool, and I'm going to use it as an example for us as fathers, right? Um, when, when you go from school to homeschool, you can't do the exact program at school at home. When you go through a period is called the unschooling period, which is you forget how you learn at school. You forget, you, you, you let yourself get bored. You let yourself just ponder away and then to a point where you feel frustrated you feel like you have this thing called cabin fever right and our kids we did the same thing and for me truthfully the uh since last thursday you know well last wednesday i pulled my son out of school when we saw that we heard about the first case of COVID right away we just pulled we knew what was going to happen because we saw all the other countries right and so that's the benefit is i look at what kind other countries are doing and i'm like okay school's gonna be canceled i know it's gonna happen so I pulled my son out of school and for him and I, for the first three, four days, we both let ourselves get bored, right? We both let ourselves get really bored, did nothing. I didn't force him to learn anything. And then he told me what he was interested in. So I let myself unlearn what I was used to. I was used to, you know, running all these Facebook ads, which by the way, everyone should run Facebook ads. It's like conversions and everything's great. We could talk about that some other time, right? Um, but, um, but, you know, I let myself get away from working with the dentist a certain way right and which is going to the clinics and hopping on a plane and all these things right i let myself just get out of that until until finally i got to a point where okay you know that is gone that ship that boat is now parked somewhere i i'm at peace with it i'm bored and now it's time for me to get rocking right so i think part of it is don't force yourself to be creative right that's where i think it gets really really tough uh, but every day, find a little something that inspires you. I'm wearing this fedora on purpose on this call. I've never actually worn this in many, 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 many years. In fact, it's a little dusty, as you can see, right? Um, but this is the right time for me to wear it because this is Michael Jackson-inspired mm. fedora. And as you can see behind me, right there, as I finger, there's Michael Jackson right there, right? He is my inspiration, and I, I just... I put this on because I just get myself into a little bit of his creativity. I played Billie Jean, the video. I just got myself to a space where I felt childlike and curious again, you know, and to me, that is almost like an essence of creativity. And we try to logically bring out creativity when creativity comes from inspiration, it comes from this connected to, to this youthful side of you, right? And so when you're stressed and you're living in fear, the childlike is out, is gone. And so I recommend getting bored and then every day doing something that you bring that kid in you again. And if we're all dads here, it's so easy. I mean, just, you know, get up to the level of your kids, right? I mean, you, we don't want to move up to their level. And, you know, I, I go out, I bring binoculars and, and we look at birds and, and just getting disconnected from technology and just connecting with, uh, we're lucky we're dads because we have our children to be, to help us become kids again, right? And learn how to be fun with your kids. And for me and unanimously in my daddy groups, because I do run my own daddy group, it's primarily technology fathers, right? So, and healthcare fathers. Uh, in our daddy group, you know, we, we, we really feel, well, we feel like a kid again. And all guys, come on, we just want to be a kid, right? At the end of the day, right? We just want to be fun. And, and, and so once you get yourself that space, it's, it's where you could start bouncing and looking at the world differently, right? And ask yourself a few key questions. You know, what do I value? Which problem do I care about? What are my strengths? And how do I fit that into there with this childlike, curious energy, right? And every day, just have that conversation. And when you meet someone who has a similar type of mindset, just pick up the phone, hop on a call, and just continue the conversation. Let it ride, but both with the intention of saying, hey, we're on fire right now. We're feeling like a kid. And let's ask these really good questions. Let's, let's figure out where the puck's going, you know, and where we're going to be. You know, so that's that would be my suggestion. Very simple, nothing too complicated. And in this, we have the part of like, let's okay, I, I become inspired, I become childlike, 
And uh, you know, my my youngest daughter, she's two and a half, so she doesn't have any fear. She just goes for it. You know, she's like, she she doesn't have this kind of social questioning. She she's like. She doesn't have any filter at all. And it's so beautiful to see. And then my five-year-old, she has some filters. She knows like what is expected. So sometimes she holds back and it hurts me because like I do the same, but it hurts me to see like, oh, she lost that. And how can I inspire that in our to, to kind of shine even more? And, but then it comes down to, to us as that inspired. So we want to play big. We want to, you know, speak the message. We want to ask the courageous question and we want to say reach levels of, of people that we are actually untouchable, but we want to go there anyway. So what's your take on that? Like having the courage to, to show up and not let the fear of, you know, being a fool or, or these fears controlling totally. us. Um, I find, at least in our group, when we talk, um, you know, a lot of the fear comes from uh, the pressure and then the pressure gets us to compare and the pressure gets us to go after these big shiny people and objects, right? When the real journey here is within, that's the real power here is that you know we want to rise we want to be an example for kids we want to we want to show them that we have courage and then the mind automatically finds examples of it right and it's good to find examples of courage out there to find it from within but the intention needs to be reminded that you need to drive it from within and what i find now is people are on their devices and always watching a little bit too much maybe getting too much external inspiration examples that they start attaching themselves to these big shiny objects and incredible stories, of course. Like, I mean, I, I've been seeing amazing stories that sometimes I'm like, wow, I wish I could be like that, right? But then I got to remind myself, I'm on my own journey and I'm not trying to be a multi-billionaire. I'm not trying to do any of this. I'm just trying to live my truth. I'm trying to be aligned, you know, and I find that if I don't get to that point, I can't find the courage. And so at the end of the day, it's like thinking every day, every choice I make, when I decide, when I wake up, when I see my son coming out of his room, how do I want to be? You know, well, I want to connect with him deeply. And then I need to tell him, daddy has to work now, right? So when the doors close, daddy's got to work. And before our call, like I said, I came on early. I, I tested the software, but I sat down there and my son and I did a five-minute yoga meditation because I just had to get in the zone. He just breathed. He did breathing, but I visualized. I visualized myself just being happy. I visualize myself just loving life. I visualize myself being the most creative self it can be. And I brought myself to a space, which is a few years back, where I felt like, wow, you know, I'm so proud of who I am and I love myself, right? And then I hopped on this call with you, right? And I feel great, right? And now after this call, I'm going to continue to feel great, right? I know exactly what I'm going to do this call. I'm going to head out. I'm going to go upstairs, see my son, and we're going to connect for another half an hour, have a quick lunch. And then we're going to go for an adventure walk. After the adventure walk, we come home. Again, daddy's going to work for a couple hours. And then he's just got to keep himself busy. We have a few arts and crafts. But two hours, I know exactly what I'm going to do today. Today, I'm going to focus on exactly what I said earlier, is where's the puck going to be, hmm. right? Uh, earlier, I woke up first in the morning was I called my freaking creditors. And I just had to make sure that I could get in because the lines are so busy. But I'm trying to defer, which I already deferred our mortgage. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work the finances. That was the first thing this morning for me, at least. Right. And so it's just I'm just in the zone. And, and, and my kids are showing that are seeing that I'm when daddy needs to close the door and has to work. They they know I'm determined. Right. They want my time. I've given them some time. But now it's like, listen, daddy's going to do this. Right. We're going to daddy's gonna have to do this. He loves it. And he sees it in my eyes. Right. And I think when you feel that connection with your children and you feel that connection with yourself, yeah, you just move forward. And then, of course, like two hours later, I hit a low, too. Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, like oh, another client. Oh, my goodness. I got to do all this work and no money's going to come in for the next three months. But I got to do it. I still got to do it, even though I can't see the light. I still got to do it. And so many of us want to see the light. Right. And I don't see the light at all, by the way, guys. I just I just feel where the puck's going to go. Like Wayne Gretzky, he feels it. He doesn't like calculate it with like trigonometry. Like he just feels the puck. He feels his players and the fails feel him. And so, um, you know, I don't know what's happening every day, but I just trust uh, that as long as I wake up and I, I do exactly what I just shared with you today, you guys do your version of it. You feel the energy. You feel yourself move. You feel yourself fall down. But, you know, getting back up will be much easier when you create this type of a rhythm. So what I hear you is like the, the inner inspiration comes from a place of taking time off. You say, speak about the, the meditation or, uh, 
break the visualization because I'm also thinking like for, I, I practice what you speak about some and some don't do it at all for some these are new completely new concepts uh, and it's also like okay let's be inspired let's go to YouTube and find some someone you know Tony Robbins speaking and then, then we get on again uh, so how can we distinguish between this like internal and external inspiration? How can we like everyone I think knows how it feels to be connected to oneself. So but, pretty, but how can very you kind of very yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. You set boundaries. That's it. Uh I mean okay. I could I could I could I mean I won't, I won't screen share in this particular instance, but uh you know, setting boundaries for me is important. So I basically list like some very important things in my life right now, like let's say business, finance. Uh, in terms of, like investments and then of course fatherhood all that stuff is automatic right and uh, I, I basically limit myself if I hit one video and after one video I see wow that was awesome I shut it down YouTube is done I close it I finish a blog that was awesome that's it I don't find the next one I don't go to the next suggested video right mm-hmm. it's that you know social media is great but it is programmed there's all these markers out there to keep you on it right I YouTube is my favorite thing because I find it so educational, you know, more than Instagram and even Facebook. Like, funny enough, whoever's on my Facebook, most of the posts, I don't even do it myself. I write the post, but I have a, a, an, a an assistant that does the post for me. So it's why people write to me. I don't even know they're writing to me because right? I'm actually not on Facebook that often uh, or as often as people think. Right? But I love, love, love YouTube. It's my favorite freaking social media because there's so much amazing information on it. And people go on YouTube uh, with the intention to either entertain or educate, right? And um, but it, it, it's an addiction. Learning is an addiction. And for mm-hmm. me, once you get in terms of inspiration, once you get the burst of it, shut it down and just move on, right? Once you get that burst, right? Um, but uh, but if you're looking to how to, right? That's a different story, right? It, it, when you find a video that actually breaks things down for you, is I take like SEO, so it's called search engine optimization optimization that's a internet marketing thing and there's this guy brian uh, he's like amazing and i watch one of his videos and i break it down i break it down and then that's it it's done and then i see how i can apply it right so the application of what you learn is where where results starts to start moving where you feel the momentum you feel the rise right so that would be my suggestion like if you guys feel something great from this this conversation uh, first thank you for tuning in but if you feel some kind of inspiration don't rewatch it just move on and, and apply it somewhere even if it's, it's only like two minutes apply it go up and you're like i'm gonna give my son a hug or my daughter a hug or kiss my wife boom tell them i love them and come back down and get back at it again if you feel you hit a wall again take a break breathe through it visualize again if you need to get on youtube or read a blog or take up one of your favorite books go ahead the moment you feel it again boom or if you need to learn something learn it break down the steps get off of that medium that where you learned from and start saying, how do I apply it to my life now? Yeah. Like there's, there's no wasting, right? No Think, being a keyword. Yeah. 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 Cause Love you know, it. you put it working now and I, I believe that, uh, that it's going to pay off like whether not about financially, but uh, your personal growth and your confidence is going to grow so much because of, of that momentum. Right. And, and you'll see people who aren't there, you know, and, and you'll see that, wow, I just went bit by bit, day by day, minute by minute, whatever. And you feel yourself, you know, just in a better place, right? You just do. And then you just keep going, going. You help others get there while you're at it. And um, um, you shared about it very quickly about your journey on starting your new business. I think it was two years ago, how you went from zero and then continued. Yeah, yeah. So um, you want to share about that? Yeah, uh, I mean, so a few years ago, uh, so I went through a divorce and I owed uh, basically half a million dollars. I had half a million dollars in debt after my divorce. So it was like, how do I pay that off? Right. And so I knew I had to be focused. I knew I had to be focused my time. So like I said, set boundaries. And what I can do now is I could share my screen if you're okay with that. And I'm going to show you like the end result first. So at least you guys could see the end result of how I plan my year. And uh, and I'm going to explain each of of the elements of my 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 annual plan uh, but this was from 2017 guys so i'm going to share my screen and it's going to be so we'll go here all right so do you see my screen now 
I don't know. Uh, yes. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. So I'm going to bring this bigger here. There we go. So this is what I created. Oh, sorry. No, this is actually 2019. This is my, my journey to a million, which this is the one that was zero to half a million, right? So this is how I spend my time, guys. And when you talk about action and focus, this is how I go. Okay. So first, we're going to go to the middle. These are nine, as you can see, nine. And we're going to go to the middle here. And this is my big, hairy ass goals, right? So I want to impact 500,000 men. Mind, body, spirit. I want to have zero anxiety, zero pain. Family bond. I have two trips to my sweetheart. And I set up what's called family meetings with my, my children, board meetings with my children. So every two months or so or three months, I spend a whole day with them doing their activity of choice. And then I have bi-weekly date nights, right? These are my big things that I want to commit. Personal budget. At that time, I want to write a book for 20, in 2017, which I did complete the book, and uh, but it was never meant to be published. I could actually screen share the book if you want even. Uh, and then I want to be zero debt. My income before taxes was going to be half a million dollars, right? So this is the big hairy ass goal. So how do I get there? All right, so we're going to go back here, right? And the first thing is... I want to see where my income was coming from. So I broke down half a million dollars and I'm going to move here. And so my dentist, I was going to, I was aiming to make 15,000 a month. My coaching, which was dentist coaching was going to be 6k a month. Uh, and then there's what's called HG retainer. That's when I run Facebook. That's my agency was 3k a month. And then uh, I have a few of these products. So this is Tuan Nguyen. Um, so I, I offer like online programs. Uh, these are both online programs. I, so I predict I was going to make that much of the year because I wasn't focused on it. I did two local retreats that year that were 5K each, made 10 grand. Uh, I did uh, a bunch of online um, uh, retreats like courses, like live online. So it was 24 grand. I did one massive retreat, which was in Barbados. That was 50 grand. And then Dude Buddha Coaching, um, which is high tech stuff. And a lot of money so it's hundred eight thousand so the total was five hundred ten thousand so so i hit this goal in fact every year i've hit nine percent of my goal so that's how that's how i broke it down all right let's move up to here so how do you spend your time right uh, so, uh let me know if it's okay for so far matthias if, if you want it's awesome i love it so first there's local tribe and online tribe right you have two types of communities you have online and local and you need to decide what you're going to build and you need to decide what you're going to participate. So I decided to buy, this is in my city, I decided to build what's called the Internet Trailblazers Group, right? So this is all people who I felt were the best internet marketers in my city. And we met with each other once a month, right? That's my local tribe. Dude Buddha is my, it, this is my, um, my daddy group, right? So Dude Buddha Group, this is like a general group. Dude Buddha World Class, these are guys who are basically net income, net 1 million and up, right? So like the net worth of these guys are upwards of uh, probably, mm, I'm going to say about three, $4 billion just for my city, right? And these are two men's, men's community that I was a part of, right? Man Talk still exists. This kind of still exists, but I built the local Man Talks and I built what's called the Elevated Effect Men's Community here. Um, it doesn't exist anymore in my group because I built, because Dude Buddha took over. So now what do I participate in? Locally, I love junior achievements because it helps young kids learn business skills. Fresh Founders is a group that started by uh, Shopify because Shopify was built in my city. So uh, so these guys created what's called Fresh Founders, right? BYE's Best Year Ever by this girl, Samantha. And this is Separation Divorce Resource Center because I went through divorce and I want to support the men we're going through divorce. This is local. This is what I decide every month I need to contribute in my city, right? Now we go to online. So here you guys, like you guys have all these things, like the internet, there's so many things out there. How do you decide, right? How do you decide where to spend your time? Where do you spend? Who do you want to learn from? So I wanted to build my own Facebook page. I want to build my Dude Buddha Facebook page. I want to build a Dude Buddha Instagram, the YouTube channel, do a Dude Buddha podcast, LinkedIn, blog. After actually consulting with people, I ended up just doing the Facebook page. I did my, my Dude Buddha podcast, LinkedIn, and I started a blog, right? So and now this year is my YouTube year. Now, you guys have all these YouTube channels. You have all these online groups on Facebook. There's all these 
social media like podcasts and Instagram, how do you determine where you spend your time? So I break it down to three categories. Category one, two, three. I spend 60% of my time in category one, 30% of my time in category two, and 10% of my time in category three. Category one is directly related to the people I serve. I serve fathers primarily who are in technology or in the healthcare space, right? So front row dads, fit dads, because I want to be healthy. There's the dad edge. Man talks. These were men's community that I started in 2017. I got involved with and I spent 60% of my time there. So let's say you are, you know, you are a, a fitness person and you're trying, you like to help fitness people then, and, and you're specifically a soccer person. So category one would be soccer. Any tribe that you can get involved with that's soccer related, it's soccer. Now, category two is what I call aptitude, skills. So category two is things like Nicholas Kuzmich. He's my, he's my favorite guy for Facebook ads, right? Wolf, he's the Instagram guy. Roberto Blake here is the YouTube guy, right? Sam and Jay, podcast people, right? So this is for aptitude. So I spend 30% of my time learning an actual skill, right? So I join Facebook groups or I, or I go to YouTube channels and I, I make sure I subscribe to ones that teach me a skill. Right. So so if you are like a, 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 a health coach, first you're in soccer. So you spend most of your time in soccer, 30 percent of your time improving your skills. Right. So how to do better exercises, different routines that other people are doing. The last one is the catch all category. This is for me, general fatherpreneurs. So these are all different groups that that serve entrepreneurs. So if you're a health coach. And your soccer, soccer number one, skill number two, and 10% is general athletes, volleyball, baseball. You join tribes and you spend 10% of your time on tribes that are just general athletes, right? So just by doing this, and you, if you do this every week, every day, you break it down and you realize that you spend 60% of your time on your main target, 30% on your skill, and 10% just to like get a, a, an overview of what's happening in your industry, to me, it gives you the best return on your time. Right. And then this quadrant here is kind of like my my goals for uh, my social media, which is pretty simple. Right. You move down here and this one is where I dedicate time to my family. So two trips I right away from the beginning. Oh, by the way, guys, I do this every November for the following year. So I did this in November 2016 for 2017. And we determined Paris was going to be uh, July 23rd and 4th. That's one of our two trips, the non-biz trip. And then we did the Barbados in November. Then these are my kids, right? So I have really five kids because I have three of my own. Then I kind of like I'm a I'm a kind of like a foster father for my nephews because they don't have a father. So this is when I was dedicated time for them. They chose these dates, and on these days they could they choose whatever activity they want as long as there's no technology and we spend the day together and we hang out and we connect. And so that was awesome. Helen and and Quan are are my brother is my sister my brother so I create that for them. My mother and I I see her every weekend anyways because she lives in Montreal so I always drive to see her. Matthias, so far so good. It's uh, fantastic. Okay, awesome. I'm, I'm grabbing my table here so I don't fly away because it's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, I'm glad this is a, is a value to you. So this now we're talking about mind consumption and aptitude. Uh, Pat Flynn, who does Smart Passive Income podcast. He has something, well, I mean, it's not him, but I learned it from him, which is just in time learning. So I give him the full credit for learning it. And he says every week he does just in time learning. He figures out what he needs to learn for that week and he learns it, right? So here I have content. You know, I do two books a week and the books I do on, on Blinkist or Brian Johnson's Optimize Me. Dot me. So I listen to the books and I consume two books a month and I do it during my workout right? Podcasts. I break my podcast to category one, two, and three, and I spend three hours a week on the podcast, right? I read one book a month, more like I study one book a month and I like, I implement it. So I only try to read one book a month. Then I read two long blogs a week. I watch two YouTube videos a week. And then my training budget for that year was $20,000. And I spent it on front row dad's retreat, uh, best year ever with Hal Elrod and a group called Archangel. Right. So I plan this all. And so people say, oh, which YouTube channel do you watch? Well, guys, this week. So I'll tell you this week, 
I'm watching a few videos on the latest on LinkedIn because I'm pretty okay with LinkedIn, but I'm not the greatest with LinkedIn. So I'm focused on LinkedIn this week, right? And so then this here is called aptitude, video editing, sound editing. Are you doing a question about the previous? Are you checking in on these categories every every week and updating, creating a plan for like what books and what podcasts or how Correct. do you choose this? I, I choose my book a month. So I already know the book for the month. And so in the beginning of every week, I ask myself, what do I need to learn this week? And as long as you've identified the all the different podcasts for category one, two, three, you've subscribed to the right YouTube channels that are under one, two, and three, you'll know that when you need to learn something on YouTube, you go to category two because category two is aptitude, right? So I just go to one of the channels I subscribe to and I find that thing on Instagram or on LinkedIn. So far, so good? Awesome. Cool. Aptitude, I told myself I need to learn video editing, sound editing, learn how to build a membership site, uh, Facebook ad skills. This again, this is back in 2017, right? And then Instagram process and just learn how to, what, what's people's workflow for Instagram, right? Now, MindBody, I, I consulted basically a health specialist and they basically gave me a whole nutrition plan. I want to get rid of my gut, have handle anxiety well, get rid of my joint pain and have more energy, right? So Taekwondo, you see here, this blue belt. And so this last year, I got my black belt with my kids, right? I, yeah, so I want to. So, so yeah, now, so we've been very consistent with this. And I have, I create accountability so I could, I could do this. So meditation, five-minute journal, bi-weekly spa. So every second Friday, I spend the entire half a day at a spa. And even though there's times where I felt I couldn't go to the spa, I still went because uh, I felt... Sometimes you feel you're so busy, you can't even go to the spa, but I did anyways, and it, and it, it was always the right thing, mm. right? And then last but not least, this is the magic formula here. I call this my circle of influence. We've all heard the expression, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, right? Well, I'm not gonna limit it to five, and what I advise everyone to do is to identify five, four, three, four, five values that, that you value in your life and find the people who will raise your average in those areas. So for me, health, dudehood, dadhood, biz, right? And I identify, I'm only writing a bunch of people here, but I could show you a spreadsheet that I work on to build this entire picture. But I have like 50 people under health. I have like another 80 people under dude. I have like 80 people under dad. I have probably 100 people under biz. And as long as I connect with any of these people consistently, then I'm raising my average. Right. And so this here, so I'll just go back this whole plan, this whole, this little, um, uh, uh, whatever board sits outside my office right now. So I have the 2020 version that I'm building now, actually, because of the COVID-19 I had to, I had to adjust. Right. But I have a version of it outside my office for right now. Right. This was 2017. I'll close this. Now this is, was 2019. Right. So I stuck with it. I still do the exact same process. I just move the things around a bit. I put goals up here instead of the center. Right. I broke things down on Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 up here. Right. And so, but it's the exact same thing. I've used this process every year and it's helped me uh, grow quite a fair bit. Now here is, I know I'm rushing through this. We can do another more detailed version soon because I'm just like at the time as well. And I have to go up and feed my son soon, but yeah. this is how I break down my time. All right. Every week there's 168 hours uh, and I break down all my time here. And based on this time, I use the percentage like 60 percent, 30 percent. And that's how I spend my time on social media. Uh, I'm going to show you guys something else here. I know I'm just so excited. So there's my value <laughs> pillars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's my community. Right. Here's like there's 60 percent, 20 percent. These are all the things I identify. Uh, revenue income, right? Goals that I said earlier. So I do all this off the spreadsheet, right? And uh, there you go. So what do you guys so, think? So I love this. Uh, this plan is epic. And then, uh, so how do you follow it up? What's your process to kind of check in on it? Because so I've many I did, times in my life, you know, made amazing plans. And many times yeah. I've, I dropped it there. Let me, okay. I know this is live, but my son's knocking the door. So give me a second. Give me a second. Sure. Okay?
Hey, I'm back, guys. You guys know how hey. to do that. Uh. I think that's uh, the so beauty. What happened I, I was love my son sat on a remote control and he changed the HDMI input, so it went to like another oh, input, no. so you can see, you can watch his his Max Science YouTube on the TV anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's all got fuzzy. He thought it broke the TV. So, okay. So how do you follow up, right? Yes. So that's the whole point is, is um, here, let me, let me bring up my calendar here is I create a lot of accountability. So guys, if, if you have to hire a coach, for example, hire a coach, I have a business coach and I had a men's empowerment coach because I, I felt really insecure as a man. And so wherever I needed accountability, I did it. So in 2017 working out, no problem. But the second year in 2018, I started feeling myself falling behind. So guess what? I hired a personal trainer and then because I can afford a personal trainer actually the first year, right? But after hitting the half a million, the second year, I had some money and I put it towards my health. Yeah. Right. And that same year I hired my, my business coach as well. Right. And the business coach is, you know, I chose one that was, that was aligned with me and who has similar experience as me. And, and so who, who could understand not just my personal life, but when they look at my balance sheet and income statements, they get it right. And uh, and because I've I, I I went through two different business coaches until I got to this one guy, and the first two really great guys, very smart guys, but you know their experiences were not in my space. So uh, they looked at my numbers and they they didn't know how to they didn't ask the right questions, right? They didn't they so, um, but yeah. So accountability is very important, all right. And so I have this thing called ACE. No. Um, uh, no, I have something called, uh, it's like four steps. First is like a mindset shift. Second is mini habits. And next is creating that community that, that will help you stay, stick to with it, right? If you think you can do this by yourself, by creating an aggressive agenda, the more aggressive your agenda is, the more you're going to have to reach out for people to help you out, right? Uh, and, and drive accountability. So we have like a 5 a.m. morning wake up crew. We all get to the gym and we take a picture and, and, and you know, and, and we and we send a, a, a live video. It's like, hey, it's like March 23rd. I'm in the gym. All right. I did it. Right. So yes. so we did this for each other. And and when you create a, a brotherhood or a coach, then you have that commitment. Right. And so, um, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I put in my calendar. We share a calendar with each other. And, you know, we hold each other really, really accountable to everything. We know shit happens, right? So we support each other when shit happens. And then once we're ready to get back on the horse, we, we, we push each other. We're like, come on, man, this is important to you. I know you got to do it. Get your ass up, move, right? And so. I think that's such an important insight. Like, actually, if you want to do something great, we can't do it by ourselves. It just does not work. Like it's just in, it's built in into the human consciousness that we're built kind of tribal beings and we want to do good for others and it, we want to do good for ourselves also, but it just does not work. We like we, we are built also to come up with compromises to find why it's okay to cut the short corner like right. because we want to feel okay. But then when we have someone who lovingly push us, like you could do more, you could do better. I believe in you, like something transforms so absolutely yeah. absolutely brother exactly uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you hopefully that wasn't too fast and too confusing like i said i can i could send you guys a picture of the plans if you want and the spreadsheets like anything if it helps you guys and just let me know and and also uh, this would be on repeat it, it also guys will see that listen to this on a podcast and mm. i think actually it w one will for sure be able to understand it because you explained most details but it's good please send, send a, a a a a picture of it so we can guide people through it that's awesome sure, no problem so yeah. two things uh, any final words you want to leave people with and if people want to connect with you and you know get more of your insights or your community what action can they take uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same thing, which is uh, believe in yourself. Uh, I like the acorn. People use the acorn as an example, right? The acorn has everything it needs to be an, uh, an oak tree. Uh, all you need to do is make sure the acorn is in the right environment, right? So just activate what's inside of you and, and know what's in your environment because that's where the acorn seed can become the oak tree, right? Know what you need to nourish that acorn in you so you could become your oak tree. Right. In terms of me, you can hit me up at dudebuddha.com. I'm on Facebook, Tuan Nguyen, uh, and uh, even LinkedIn. Um, there's lots of Tuan Nguyen, so you have to put Ottawa probably to, to find me. 
but yeah, I mean, hit me up. Love to have a conversation. I, I'm not a coach, so um, you know, unless you're in tech or health, then I, I, I coach uh, one or two people per year. In fact, if I shared you my screen now, you'll see that coaching is under 10% of my revenue, uh, but I love to mentor where I can. Um, so, uh, but this is not my business. All right, guys. So don't hit me up for coaching anything, but I would love to just connect the chat brothers to brother. And, and I know I can learn from you guys too. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your insight and your uh, huge heart and your generosity. I really can, can feel your warmth and caring. And, and I love the mix of, you know, sharpness, you know, kind of the masculine force power and the loving embrace. And I, you really got it in a, in a beautiful way. So thank you so much for showing up uh, like yeah, that. This is awesome. <laughs> So thank you, Tuan. And if you are listening, watching this Dadpreneur Revolution, this is Thrive in Crisis edition. We got some amazing strategies, how to bring it up to the next level. We'll bring this show on every day for this coming, for the week, for the coming weeks to really stay on top. Listen to the episodes yesterday. As Tuan said, don't do too much. Don't listen to too much of the external information. But when you need the boost, go to the Dadpreneur Revolution, get a kick or wherever you feel the most nourishment. And I believe in you. I think you are meant for greatness and together we can accomplish a lot. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you, Tan, so much for joining. Awesome. Thank you. Now is your time. Are you ready to take action and lead a life that you deserve? Join the conversation in the Dadpreneur community by visiting facebook.com slash groups slash dadpreneurs. That is facebook.com slash groups slash dadpreneurs. Thank you for listening and being part of the community. And do you know another dad that needs to hear this message? Share this now and help us spread the word. And for more tactics and inspiration, subscribe to be notified when the next episode launches or go straight in to our big library of amazing interviews and conversations to reach the next level now. See you soon.